Yo, what is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name, of course, is Jesse Rivera, and we all know that I like to talk right off the top of the bat. I would like to thank Matt Munoz and Mento Buru for those groovy, groovy tunes that brought us into the podcast. Can you hear them? Listen, listen. Oh, yeah, man. That's some good stuff. Man, it has been one very busy, very productive weekend. I am really happy with everything I got done this weekend. I got I got the Christmas lights up. I got the Baby Yoda inflatable in the front yard. I got the Christmas tree up. I am done with probably about 90% of the Christmas cards that I am trying to mail out this year. And I, <laughs> I ran out of Christmas cards. I have a couple of stamps left. And I'm just like, oh man, it was an endeavor, a, a labor of love. It, they're, they're almost done. They're like 90% done. They're going in the mail tomorrow. So I, I'm really glad that I got all of that and a lot of other stuff done this weekend. Guess what else I did this weekend? I sat down and I had a lovely talk with a young lady named Angie uh, Via, and she has, uh, she is your local pot dealer. Not pot like tree, but pot like pottery. And she makes coffee cups. Uh, if you've been on my podcast, she is the young artist that uh, made the coffee cups that I always serve my coffee in. And she's made some candles that I have. Uh, I will link up her website. She's on Instagram as your local pot dealer. And she's got a lot of great stuff. I think she said she was sold out of a lot of stuff because she had a really great event. But I'll let her tell her story. And I'll tell some more of my story. And let's just all get together and tell stories and talk about coming together and going forward as a tight-knit community and celebrating this wonderful time of year. I don't know. I'm just feeling kind of loopy right now. I've been watching Pin 15 on Hulu. Whew, oh, my God. You know what else is good on, on the television, on the Netflix? The Kevin Hart show on, on Netflix is amazing. The Beatles documentary, you know, I watched the first one and I got kind of bored with it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but I don't know. Maybe you'll dig it. Hey, tell you what you can dig. You can come out to Stab Comedy Theater on Saturday night. Why don't you get there about 8 o'clock? You can get there early. Watch the Ugly Sweater Christmas Show uh, hosted by Skip Bacon. The homie Morgan Anderson is on that. Watch Scene Kids. Michelle Petro, Lindsay Monday, and stick around because the 10 o'clock show is the debut of Dear Abby, What the Fuck. That's right. Jesse Rivera, Nicole Eichenberg, hosting a brand new show called Dear Abby, What the Fuck. Hot takes on outdated advice. Dear Abby, What the Fuck. Our guests this week are Sarah Dutcher and Dana Bryant. Come on out. It's a great time. But now... Here, right here, right now. Please enjoy episode number, I don't know, 100 and something with my guest, your local pot dealer, Angie Vicente. Angie Vicente, how the heck are you? I'm doing good. How's everybody? <laughs> we, I, I'm assuming everybody's good because, you know, they're probably listening in their car or they're, or they're listening at home. Or I love listening to podcasts um, when I'm at work because I do like tech support stuff. So it's easy for me to just have some headphones on. But um, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm surviving. I'm alive. So 
All right, great. So I brought you on the podcast because I want to. I I ran into you on social media, and I I love supporting local artists, and I love filling my house up with just local art, and and, and maybe even not local, like you know, just just artists. Like I've always told my friends, like I don't want anything in my house that I bought at. A, I don't want anything on my walls or decorative in my house that I bought at a Walmart or a Target. Or a Coles, and so do you want to talk a little bit about the art that you do? Like, what, what do you do? Like, okay, so I, um, I do pottery. I would say pottery is my main, and oil painting is my mistress. Um, mm. But um, I haven't felt like oil painting in a while. But yeah, um, I do wheel throwing, wheel throwing pottery, and I also do um, sculpture work. But my main thing right now is uh, wheel thrown pottery. Okay, so when you say wheel thrown pottery, I think like the 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 image that we could help uh, people at home is like that's what the famous scene in Ghost, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. As, as, have you ever had a moment like that when you're wheel throwing pottery? And what doing uh, like in Ghost? <laughs> yeah. No, but everyone always brings Ghost up. Yeah, okay. It's funny. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because that's something that we can all relate to. Because yeah. and um. How long have you been doing that? Like, what, how did that, because that's not something that you, a lot of people, like, they like to draw because there was always a pen and a paper, like, laying around the house. But, like, to actually, like, wheel thrown pottery, how'd you get into that? So, I took a um, intro to a wheel throwing class at CRC about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And, like, ever since I got into it, I just, uh, I could not look back, like, as soon as I got my hands on it, it would it just be like, I don't know, I had to do it. I wanted to do it as much as possible. And, um, yeah. What's CRC? Oh, Consumnus River College. Oh, okay, okay. So that's like that's like the, the local junior yeah, college, junior right? college, yeah. Uh-huh. And had you done art stuff in high school or before uh, that? Yeah, so I went to, um, it's called Arthur A. Benjamin's Health Professions High School because my parents really wanted me to be a nurse, so they sent me to this medical-themed high school. And um, it was cool. Like, I liked the stuff that I learned. Science is chill, but... Um, but there was, like, no art courses or, like, extracurricular activities. So me and my best friend, Marcelo, uh, started the art club there. And, um, but um, there was no clay still yet involved. It was just, like, drawing and stuff. Because we would always, like, fuck around in class and, you know, draw shit. Um, use that to, like, be mean to people who are mean. You know, draw, like, really graphic figures of them doing shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> What was your early inspiration in art? Like, what, who who were you? Who were you trying to emulate as an artist, or who? Maybe you weren't trying to emulate as an artist, but like yeah. when you look back at like the early stuff that you were drawing, yeah. can you see like who your influences were, or what your influences were? Hmm. Were they were they print media, or were they like TV shows, or were they? Um, I would have to say it's a hu a big mix of things. I mean, maybe surrealism. Now that I think about it, you know, mm -hmm. drawing things that weren't possible. You know, like drawing little popsicles that were like doing drugs or things uh -huh. like that. Okay. Yeah. So maybe um, if I had to say someone, uh, Salvador Dali. Oh, yeah. gnarly. Okay. So you're into that kind of art. Yeah. Uh-huh. Salvador Dali is a trip, man, because yeah. it's like, how long, like, did you ever study him? Um, no, not super. Okay, yeah. okay, me either. Okay, but yeah, but definitely, like, you get stuck looking at those. Yeah. And, and then it always, like, trips me out or just, it's, I think it's super funny that, like, um, at the time when that was happening, that, like, Hitler banned it because, um, 
at the time surrealism was taking off um he was like a landscape painter and so everyone thought like his work wasn't special you know like oh, okay another landscape great you know uh-huh. but everyone was into like surrealism and the, the shit that was coming out of that and so he like banned surrealist artists from that's from crazy i never knew that wow okay so you, you start the <laughs> you start the art club at the at the high school and you and you start getting into art and then so after high school was it already like had you already made up your mind that no nursing's not going to be for me or did when you enrolled in the jc were your parents under the guise that like oh she's going to start taking some nursing classes or yeah so um after high school i um i still was pretty like unsure about like the medical field being like my career i mean of course i wanted to you know make my parents proud because my, par- um, my parents are both immigrants, so, like, I just felt like there was this big pressure to, like, do, you know? Like, they, I didn't want them to come to this country for nothing, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. And also, I'm the oldest. I was so, about to ask. So, like, I just felt a huge pressure to kind of, uh, you know, make them proud. So, um, I took a uh, certification program, and I became a medical assistant. So, I have my medical assistant certification, but... Um, after after passing that program, I got my first like real job, and um, or not real job, but what people would consider a like air quotes big girl job, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, and it wasn't like an in person one, um, but it was like a clerical office setting, but like in the medical field, and I hated that shit. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, being in an office. Um, Having to treat people like they were numbers, like, it just, it wasn't for me. Uh-huh, you're yeah. like, this isn't, like, medicine, or no, this isn't... yeah, and I always found myself, like, doing other shit, like, like, you know, once I got... I'm No, I'm not gonna lie, I slacked off at work, but, like, you know, uh-huh. I would draw, or I would, like, be looking at art shit, or, like, I would just always find myself, like, drawing, or somehow, like, trying to get that creative outlet out that I didn't have time to do, because I had to do this job. Right, right. And so after about a year of doing that, I was I quit, and I decided that I was going to uh, go to community college and um, get my uh, bachelor's in art. Okay, yeah. and how did how did the parents feel about that? Um. So at first they were like, kind of like, well, like, what are you gonna do with that? Like, with an art degree, you know? Right. But then I kind of told them, okay, well, there's people who have degrees in like biology and they're working at Starbucks, so it's exactly, not, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. And then I told them like, I will literally blow my fucking brains out if I have to do this anymore. Uh huh. So that also I think kind of. Did they believe you? <laughs> <laughs> where did your Where did your parents? You said the 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 immigrant. Where Where are your parents from? So my mom is from Zacatecas. Zacatecas. And my dad is from Huehuetenango, Guatemala. Oh wow! Where and did they? Where did they meet? Um, high school. They actually met at the uh, Sacramento. No, they met in middle school. But the high school they went to, I think it was called like the Sacramento High School or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. So they did they were are they born in America or they came to America, so, or how how far back like what so, generation are they? So my dad was born in Guatemala. Okay. Um, and he actually had to come here because of the Civil War that happened uh-huh. there. And um, and my mom, my mom was actually born here because her mom was on a visa and she was visiting here. She was born here. Then she was in um, Zacatecas until she was 12. And then her parents sent her here. 
uh-huh. um, to come live with an aunt because they wanted her to have like more opportunities. Yeah. Do you know like what what time frame that was? Is that the eighties? Is that the is that the nineties? I would say she got sent over here. Let me see. She, she was. Um, I would say probably the eighties. She got sent over here. Uh huh. Or no 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 the nine no 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 because I was born in the nineties. So yeah, the eighties. The eighties. So they met in the eighties then. Okay, at in high in junior high. Yeah. In Sacramento. Yeah. Gnarly, <laughs> and they've been together ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. And you said you're the oldest of how many? Of uh, three. Of three, and uh, and are are the are the younger ones following your your rebellious footsteps and wanting to be artists or? Um, actually, my um, so the middle child, he um, he taught himself how to play guitar recently. Oh, so wow. I thought that's f- fucking cool because sometimes because uh, I moved back in in my parents' house and he's still living there too. And sometimes I'll randomly hear, like, guitar playing. And I'm like, this is some cool shit. Uh-huh. But he's still too shy to, like, perform it. Okay. Anybody. But it's, like, really cool. Like, because I fucking love live music. Yeah. And then the youngest is, um, he graduated early from high school, and he's the one who wants to go into the medical field. So oh, okay. I, like, constantly applaud. I'm like, thank you, because he took a huge <laughs> cross off of my back. Like, exactly like, right i'm like thank you for being the golden child like i'm totally fine with him being the golden child uh-huh. it just lets me it gave me so much freedom yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome so when did so you start spinning the the clay at at the junior college yeah. when did you like because okay because like when you're doing art and it's surrealism like that's like very abstract and you can kind of like there's no rules right yeah but now you're you're doing clay. There's a lot more rules, and you got like you can't just make anything you want, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you can and you can't. There's like so I would say the the biggest rules with clay is um, you can't make anything too thick because it might blow up. And if you make something enclosed, we have to make sure there's a hole in it so that the air can escape or it'll blow up. And there's also no guarantee that your piece will make it through. Because sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. And that shit, like, cracks or it blows up or something blows up next to it in the kiln. And, yeah. I've seen some of your Instagram stories <laughs> of where you're, you're sh- like, you're making something and it's looking awesome. And then at the end, it's like, boom. Yeah. And, it, and you're like, oh. Or, like, the... It's like a... And then there's, like, another process. So, first you make your piece, right, out of the raw clay. And then from there, you fire it for the first time, which is called um, bisque. And when it's at that phase, it's like porous. So you can put like the glaze on it. Uh-huh. And the glaze is has like silica in it, which is like glass. It's like a glass paint. And even then, like glaze doesn't always come out the same. Uh-huh. It depend. It can depend on like where in the kiln it is, or like. Oh really? Yeah. Just like shit. how hot it is. Yeah, like if it's a like if if it's a cold ass day. Oh, even that? Yeah, and it might change it a little. or There's no guarantees in ceramics. But I think also that's what makes it, like, cool or, like, fun. I don't know. Yeah, nothing's, everything's unique, right? And then, so, at what point did did somebody say, hey, can you make me a candle or can you make me a coffee cup or can you, at what point did you, were you like, wait a minute, I can make a couple bucks doing this? Yeah, um. I would say um, in when the pandemic, when coronavirus and everything happened. Okay. Um, so I stopped. Everything shut down. Um, I really needed an outlet. 
And also, like, it wasn't until maybe, like, a year or two before that that I started to consider myself, like, an artist. You uh-huh. Know, like, an artist artist. And, yeah. And, um, and I would say that it was, like, because of, like, friends and family that were like, hey, you know, like, why don't you sell your stuff? So I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, why not, you know? Because uh-huh. it is what I want to do. And because um, I, I hope I get to a place where I can just, like, make art and, like, live off that. You know, like, that's the dream, yeah. I would say. But, um, yeah. That would be dope. Yeah, when the pandemic happened, since I had so much time, um, mm-hmm. I was able to, like, um, accumulate, uh, like, inventory. And then I was like, uh, let me let me try and sell my stuff. Let me make a website. Why not? And I was also really inspired because I saw that there's, like, so many people that are just, like, fuck it, small business, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I love that. And I and I was inspired by that. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Do you remember what was the first thing you sold? Uh, no, actually. And what were you, were you, like, nervous about, like, pricing stuff and, like... Yeah, I was. I would I would have to say that I sometimes suffer from, like, imposter syndrome, you know? I'm, okay. And, um, yeah. I would say the first couple, uh, like, sales, yeah, the first uh, website drop that I had, I I feel like I, I lost some money. Like, you undersold? Yeah. yeah. I did undersale, and then also because of the, the whole shipping thing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't calculate it super well. I'm bad at math. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> and I, um, yeah, so I, like, not only did I, like, underprice my work, but I also underpriced the shipping costs. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was all an experience, and I was, like, still super thankful that people bought stuff, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think that was, like, my big fear. I was like, oh, shit, what if nobody buys anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um... Every time somebody comes over uh, to do a podcast, I, I, I love I love drinking coffee, and um, I always ask them if they want a cup of coffee, and you stumped me because you were the first one to say, yeah, decaf, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I didn't have anything, but I always serve them a coffee cup in one of the coffee cups I bought from yeah. you, awesome. and they always compliment, like, they'll always be like, whoa, this is such a cool cup, and um, I always, you, you get mentioned in every podcast. Aww. You definitely do, and um, That's so great to hear. everybody. Lo- and then even like the first, the first cup that I bought from you, um, me and the girl from uh, Green Heart. Oh, what, we were just talking about her, uh, Green. Oh, I forget what her handle is, but I think she shared your story, and I saw that coffee cup with the skull in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking getting that. <laughs> and I bought it. And she's like, oh, man, you beat me to it. <laughs> and I felt a little bit bad, just a little bit. <laughs> but it is such a great cup. And yeah. then and then when you unveiled, um, I don't know, were they Halloween themed? Because then the second one I bought from you was uh, one with ghosts on yeah. it. And um, that one was so fun too. everyone, uh, tell me about that, the process of like, so the... The coffee cups seemed like they would be harder because of the handle. Is that true? Um, hard, like, to like make. harder to make, yeah. Um, yeah, they can be because sometimes when you make a handle, it um, there's a possibility of it like not um, attaching or like cracking because of the different rates that it's drying. So that's the only thing. But that one came out good, and um, and also for that process, so I threw it, and then I used this technique called scrofado, scrafiti, scrafado. Uh huh. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, 
I like scraffiti though. That sounds pretty cool. Okay, that does but, sound yeah, cool. Yeah, that's when you like put um, when the clay is or when your piece is still in greenware, which means it hasn't been fired. You um, put underglaze on it and then you like um, carve into it and you remove like the surface or the the clay body and like you kind of use that as a color. Okay, yeah. and then do you so then you do the art, then you burn it again? Yeah, and so then it gets burnt the first time, and then um, I add more glaze to make it like uh, you know um, microwave microwavable and dishwasher safe, mm -hmm. and, and then I fire it again. I haven't put them in the microwave. I have put them in the dish. That was the first thing I asked. Like, yeah. Is this dishwasher safe? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and but I haven't put. I'm I'm not a big microwaver. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down with it. Damn. I don't. Yeah. So, but I definitely know that they they are dishwasher safe. Yeah, I'm a microwaver. Really? Yeah, I know. Um, when I first started dating my husband, he actually kind of shamed me for that. Oh, and, really? Yeah, because one time he was over and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a grilled cheese. Do you want one?" And he was like, "Sure," you know. Because uh -huh. um, I'm not much of like a cooker or anything. And then I like took the I took two pieces of bread. And I like threw the cheese in there and I put that in the microwave. And he was like, <laughs> I've like, never heard of somebody microwaving a grilled cheese. Yeah. And he was just like, no. <laughs> and then he made it. And yeah. Oh, that is such a funny story. And ever since then, like, he just took over cooking. So okay. I guess that's a win, right? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Where, where's he from? Is he from Sacramento? He is from Hutley School. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did, did he grow up there and then came here? No, he came over when he was two, so he's from... Oh, he's basically yeah. here, yeah. Yeah, I speak better Spanish than him, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, so um, how is your... St I am losing my Spanish so bad because I don't speak it anymore. Yeah. Do you still speak it? I do speak it um, sometimes. I mean, I guess you people would say, like, native speakers would say that I speak, like, ghetto Spanish, you know? I, I call it California Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... But, I mean, I can get around, you know, yeah. in Mexico. But, um, yeah, sometimes if I don't practice, I notice that, like, I have issues, like, uh -huh. enunciating. And, um, but, when, uh, but when I, like, know that I'm going to be around Spanish-speaking family, I, like, try to watch a lot of novelas because I feel like novelas always help me with my Spanish. Yes, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That, and that's how, like, so many people who came to America said that they learned English was by watching television. Oh, yeah, yeah, they definitely say that. What do you, what, 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 okay, so like, I have one of your, your cauldron candles right here, yeah. and I freaking love it, and um, what, what, what type of uh, time process is, is a piece like this? Like, how long it takes? Like, yeah, to make? like, how long does something like that take you to make? Hmm, like, um, like, if I were to say how many hours in total? Yeah. I guess with the candle inside, I would say like four hours. Really? Yeah. And is that a whole other process of learning how to make a candle? Yeah. So um, I picked up the hobby of making candles when COVID happened too. And um, yeah, it's a whole other thing. I feel like I get my like aromatherapy through doing that. Oh, really? Yeah, because you get... Now, do you... Do you um, like, what's the process like? Like, do you know what it's going to smell like, or are you mixing yeah. and matching? So, um, so I order soy wax, and I melt the wax to, like, a certain temperature, and I have, like, a little thermometer. And then once it reaches a certain temperature, uh, usually around, like, um, 
like 180 is the one that like I let it get there because most scents are fine in that because um, some of them are like really sensitive and if you throw it in when it's too hot it burns all the scent out oh so wow it's really just kind of like oh seeing what it says to do uh-huh yeah and then I, um yeah it'll for the most part tell you what to do so it's not too difficult and how did like baking okay so did you have to teach that process to yourself because the like the the Making making the the cauldron like you learned that at the college right, but like making the candle like th- is that something you had to teach yourself? Yeah, um, uh, YouTube, and then when it came to like measurements, because like I said, I'm like really bad at math. Uh huh. And so I did have to like ask my husband for some help with like stuff. Like, is, are you sure? Like, is this what I put in? Because he has like, I mean, I wouldn't say he's super good at math, but he had some experience because he used to work at like this cannabis place and they made gummies there. Oh, <laughs> so he was okay. Like, okay, this is like the measurement for this. Oh. But af- you know, after a while though, I feel like I kind of became like a Jesse Pinkman in a sense because I was like nah I just feel it out you know or you kind of just know what to do after a while and you kind of just throw shit in gnarly the Breaking Bad reference (laughs) I love it um what so now the a lot of your business does it come off of off of your Instagram or does it like how how do you how, how are you putting yourself out there um, so I would say I get the most uh, traffic to my website from Instagram. Okay. Yeah, and then second would be from TikTok. And then third from Twitter. TikTok? So, yeah. Really? Okay, so it's my understanding and it's my, like, everyone says that when 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 the dust settles that what what le- what's left standing is going to be TikTok. Yeah. That's That's what the, that's what the trend is, that TikTok is going to be the platform for um mm-hmm. promoting and and news and just just everything that's going to be tiktok i mean maybe for a while uh-huh. i feel like eventually there's always going to be something, something else is going to come up yeah. are you uh, what about I, i'm done with twitter i don't yeah <laughs> i don't i don't use it at all like i don't i i tried to log into my twitter the other day and i was like i don't even know my password like but <laughs> i love instagram what what is your where, were you always an instagrammer or were you always a tiktoker um, no, so TikTok, I recently got into, um, probably, like, when I started the business. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, it was just a way to kind of, like, you know, get my uh, my work out there. Uh-huh. To, like, another outlet for that. How did you decide on your business name? Oh, so well, I... Let's s- tell everybody what your business name yeah, is. Uh, your local... Oh, no, local pot dealer. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's local pot dealer. Yeah. Okay. Somebody took local pot dealer on Instagram, so the second best thing was your local pot dealer. <laughs> okay, how did you get to? How did you arrive to a local pot dealer? Okay, so when I was on Etsy and like looking for like, um, you know how they have gifts for everybody? Um, I was like, oh, I want like a pottery theme something. I saw something that said like, oh, like local pot dealer, you know, and I was like, oh, that'd be funny, you know, to have like as a name. And so I checked up if any like ha- anybody had that website yet, uh-huh. and nobody did. So I was nobody like, had claim. local pot dealer. Nobody had local pot dealer. So I was like, fuck yes, claim. Wow. And yeah. I can't believe <laughs> nobody had local pot dealer. Nobody had it, yeah. So. But they had the Instagram local pot dealer. Yeah, somebody had the Instagram. And do they have a lot of followers? Um, I don't know. It just I didn't like specifically check. Um, oh, okay. It was actually um, one of my friends that made my Instagram for me because I was kind of lagging on that because I'm like a serial procrastinator. Uh-huh. So she was like, "Listen, bitch, I'm just gonna make you the Instagram because if I don't make it, you're like never gonna." Make I was it. gonna say because like some people aren't. 
social media people. Yeah. And so is that is that where you're coming from? Yeah, actually, like I was. Um, like you didn't have an Instagram growing up. Like you weren't like always on Instagram. You weren't one of those people. No, I did have an Instagram, but I I would take like constant hiatuses because uh-huh. I do feel like too much social media like, <laughs> yeah. has an effect on my mental health. Definitely. So I do like to tune out, but like now since I have a small business, it's like kind of like the only way to promote. So yeah. like, I kind of have to. But um, your friend made oh, your Instagram oh, for yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, your friend made the Instagram for you. Yeah. And now... Oh, and so when she was, like, uh, looking in the names, it tells you there, like, if the username is taken. Yeah. It's taken, so... So then, um, now, how... So are you going to events, like, every weekend now? Has it has it reached that point for you where, like, every weekend is, like, you're, you're, getting, you're going out to these pop-up events? Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say every weekend, but when I do have a lot of inventory, I do try to go as much as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how, how does it go there? Um, you know, it could be a hit or miss. Oh, really? Luckily, for the most part, I've had, like, good a good um, turnout of, like, people buying stuff. What's been, like, your your most surprising event that you're like, oh, my God, it went so good today, and I didn't realize it? Um, there was um, at the uh, North Star Cannabis Club. That's where I bought... Yeah! I like uh, it was such a like I was surprised you know by like it was like, such a fun event yeah. I, like okay so you're talking about it was like October 30th and North Star Holistic put on like a, a Halloween uh, yeah. thing and so here's here's my experience with it is like I went there like just to buy that cup yeah. I wanted the ghost cup and so I got there super early because I was like I don't want to deal with the crowd. I hate people. I'm just going to go in there, get the cup, and walk out. So I get there, and you weren't there yet. And so I was like, And all the other vendors, like, had a bunch of cool stuff. I ended up, like, getting a bunch. I got this, um, I got this from Witchcraft. Oh, uh, Witchcraft Shop? Yeah, from the Witchcraft Shop. I got that from her. Is that Lepidolite or Amethyst? I'm not sure. I got it because it was purple and smooth. This it looks like it could be, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I got this from Witchcraft, and then I met the young lady that does uh, Big Karma. Did you see that booth? Where they're, so Big Karma's, she was there, and their company is, they're taking the cartridges left over from vape and making necklaces oh, what? out of them. I didn't get a chance to yeah, see Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'll send you her, her yeah, Instagram. That's so and, uh yeah, I was wondering if that was if what you were wearing was one of her things, but it's not. But it did look, they look very similar to yeah. that. And then um, I got a bunch of stickers from uh, um, is it these guys? No. Oh, um, not blowing graphics. Cat guts or something. I I can't is remember. It the guy that had like um, the Andre the Giant stickers. They were like right next to you. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're from Neverboard Graphics. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the Neverboard Graphics guys were there. And then and then you showed up, and then I got a candle and um, a coffee cup. And so that ended up being a pretty good event. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a good turnout um, of people. And then I was pretty surprised because I know people have to, like, buy something in the cannabis club, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, people spent money, so keep that in mind, you know? Mm-hmm. But people were still buying shit, and I was like, damn. 
Yeah, yeah. that is true. But they were giving really great deals in the cannabis club that day. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. I took advantage of that. I got this, like, I got this, like, um, it was, like, a pre-roll. And it was, like, coated, I think, in, like, resin or something. Oh, yeah. Those are gnarly. that shit lasted, like, 30 minutes. Really? I I was, like, like, I've been smoking this for 30 minutes. And I shared it with 200 people. Uh I was, like, it's not, like, we're not finishing it. We had to put it out because we were, like, super high from it already. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, uh, so I bought, I bought some flour and then, like, I did, like, spinning the wheel, I won coupons and then I went inside and I got a bunch of, like, pre-rolls for like a dollar like i came home with all kinds of stuff that day i was like a kid in a candy store that day because i came home with like weed and art and stickers and and uh and like i added like two or three people to my instagram like i've been following like i follow now i'm following that the witchcraft shop she her instagram stories are always hella fun yeah um the big karma i'm following big karma she's always posting like fun inspirational stuff um, it's like a little tight-knit community. Like, everyone really helps each other out. Have you noticed that? Yeah, and that's what I really love about, like, Sacramento, I feel like. It, everyone, for the most part, or I haven't really come across somebody who was kind of like, you know, like, I don't know, with a, with a big ego or something like that. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's true, right? That's Because, like, sometimes you see that, but I don't know. Do you think it's because uh, because it's artists and not, like, musicians? or? Um, I mean, yeah, it could be. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then maybe it was a location too. Like, <laughs> kill I was gonna say, is it is it funner to do like like uh like weed events or, or Yeah, yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. I mean I'm high at many events. Uh-huh. But I like like when other people are too, you know? Yeah, it does make it a lot funner, definitely. What's the what are some big events coming up in the like for Christmas or like for in the spring? Oh, okay. Something up, so I'm going to uh, be doing a pop up in front of the atrium 916, which is this um, shop uh, in Old Sacramento um, by where the train station is. Uh-huh. And um, the cool thing about that shop is that everything there, everything that they sell there, is like local artists and like, nice and art that focuses on like being eco friendly. So a lot of that stuff is like stuff that you know made from stuff that people found. Uh huh. Like somehow is related to you know being eco eco conscious. When is that gonna be? But the uh, pop up is going to be on the sixteenth of December. Okay, December sixteenth. Yeah. At, yeah. And it's going to be at 1020 Front Street from 6 to 9 p.m. Okay. It says there's going to be local artists, music, and wine. Oh, nice. Nice. And then what about in the spring? Like, is that, like, do those, those, are those events more like in the spring when the winter, when the, when the weather is better? Um, like pop-ups? Yeah. Um, you know, this is my first year vending. That's true so. because you didn't do any of these pop-ups before COVID, right? Because all of this started during the pandemic. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know how um, spring's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first pop-up I ever did was actually in front of um, Pokin Dots, that tattoo place. Where is it? Downtown? Uh, it's mid- on, off of Broadway. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and the owner was super nice. She, like, put out an ad for people who wanted to vend for free. It was Friday the 13th, and it rained. Oh wow, <laughs> that's right. Because those those spaces, some those those spaces cost money, right? Yeah. Like, what was like twenty bucks, a hundred bucks? Does it just depend on the event? Um, 
Um, yeah, it would depend on the event. Um, but thankfully, I'm at a place right now where I can be a little bit more selective about, um, like, you know, price and uh-huh. stuff like that. So usually I, t- I try to go for things that are, like, affordable. Like, $25 range. Oh, that's fair. Or, and uh, North Star was free. so that's Really? Yeah. That was free? Yeah. Wow. So I thought that was super cool. I hope they have that every Halloween. That was so much fun. Yeah. Me too. I love that place. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It is a cool. It is a, a cool spot. What are you getting a bunch of sales for Christmas? Like, how's how's the Christmas stuff going? I'm for good. You? I um I had a pop up last night and that went well. I actually had to cancel on a pop up I was gonna do tomorrow because I don't have enough inventory. I gotta make more stuff. Not and, a bad place yeah. to be. <laughs> so um, I think the only I guess. Not troubles, but thing that I'm worried about right now is I wanted to make, like, stuff for friends and family, Mm. but I also have to make stuff to sell. And then also, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I'm a mass producer of things, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Because I feel like if I'm, like, super rushed to do something or, like, have a deadline, then I feel like maybe I'm not giving enough time to my thing, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, uh, um... Ice T has a thing where he says, "I don't want to put any cut on the product." Yeah. Like that, you want it to be pure. You don't want it to like. I really admire that you say like you don't want to feel like it's mass produced, yeah. right? Like I made a couple pieces um, that I got these like transfers because before I thought that everybody was like hand drawing stuff on their work because sometimes there'll be like things like super fine, like thinly drawn. And it wasn't until like recently that I found out people were using transfers, which is basically it kind of works like a temporary tattoo. You put it on your piece and you peel it off and it transfers the image. Okay. So I was like, damn, people have like, people are so fast. And like, here I am spending like 12 hours trying to draw a skeleton, you know, uh-huh. like, why am I so slow? But <laughs> and how do you feel about that? Would you rather do the, would you rather learn to do the transfer process or do I you? I do like the, the decals and stuff. Cause sometimes it does help, you know, like when I do have to make work, like seasonal work and stuff, like, you know, like Christmas themed stuff. But I do feel like I enjoy my work more when it's stuff that I'm like doing on my own and taking my time for. Uh-huh. So I feel like I'm like at a place where I'm like trying to, um, I guess trying to find the time and balance to do that and also to be able to price it to where I get like, you know, my money or like paid for my work for that. Yeah. Because those things do take more time. Definitely. Um, Do you feel that um, it's kind of unique, like what what you're bringing to the table, right? With the, with the candles and the, and the coffee cups. Like, do you feel like, like you're, like you're, you're etching out your own little corner of of it here in Sacramento Uh, or are there other people doing the same stuff? Like the same exact uh, coffee cups and, and the cauldrons. Oh, um, no, actually, I haven't seen anyone do cauldrons. Yeah, the cauldrons are super cool. Yeah. I'm a big Halloween person. So oh, is that where it started? Yeah. 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 I love Halloween. I actually was uh, brought up in a, like a really like religious, conservative type of way. And like I, I actually only watched Harry Potter for the first time this year. Oh, really? And so like... As soon as, like, I had the freedom to, like, do stuff, I was like, hell yeah, Satanism, witchcraft. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, like, love all things Halloween and, yeah. Well, it's just, like, yeah, like, being brought up in a very religious household, like, anything that's not of the teaching is witchcraft or satanism and it's just like, we're like, no, it's like magic or it's this. Like, no, we're not even going to hear that, right? Yeah.
I get it. I get it. The dog really seems to like you. <laughs> what? I, I always tell people, like, it's because of my third eye. Oh. Because babies and dogs always like me for some reason. Really? You think yeah. so? Yeah. Or you know so? Uh, yeah. Like, one time at one of the pop-ups, there was this baby. Uh, this lady was, like, strolling around this baby, and this baby was mugging everyone. And I thought it was so cute. Like, yes, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, it came by me, and it, like, smiled. And I was like, yep, third eyes. There it is. I know. <laughs> Is there is there another like piece of art that, that you're like trying to bring into your collection or is it like what more do you want to do with it? Is it um like another medium? Yeah. Um I'm hoping to tap into my like oil painting. Because mm. I really liked oil painting. Um and I was doing that before I got into pottery. Uh-huh. And um and yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I haven't found or I haven't been like inspired to do it. Yeah. Uh, or like how I felt about it back then. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping, you know, in the future that I'll get back into it and maybe could do some prints. And I was actually taking this um, this print working class at Sac City right before COVID hit. And um, I made this cool print. Uh, it, it said puto on it and it was uh-huh. in a kitchen setting. And um, I was never able to retrieve that print because everything shut down. And the professor who was teaching that class like left the state to go be with her parents. And somebody was like, I'll give you 30 bucks for that print. So I was like, hell yeah, you know, wow. my first print. And I tried to go back to find it, but the, nope, they were gone. Isn't it cool the way our culture, like, okay, so like, I really love this artsy chica boutique stuff, right? Like, where's the Star Wars one? There it is. Yeah. Like, isn't it great, like, how, like, our culture is being merged, like, the, the old school Mexican culture yeah. coming together? Because, like, look at this, like. That is so crazy. I'm talking. I'm. I'm showing her the, uh, the Darth. The, well, it's not even Darth Vader. It's the you know from the, the Return of the Jedi guy with the lightsaber. But it looks like like the Virgencita. And then we got this one over here, you know. Yeah. Um. Isn't it great just getting to merge the two cultures? Yeah, it's so fascinating and beautiful, and it's like I don't know. I just love that like culture is able to like live on and like you know through art in a more modern way. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I always wonder, like, what is this art going to be called years from now? Because you know how they have like modern art. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be called like modern modern art or like postmodern? Or like art? contemporary yeah. or like all right? How do how do you feel with the whole um, Latin X uh, Latino uh, Chicano I, being identified as? Because like I I I am fine with Latin X. So yeah. do you not give it that much of a thought? people what they like to be called uh-huh. if someone's like i want to be you know called latinx and i call them latinx but um yeah i can understand that too because it's like you know we were all given these labels yeah like i guess white supremacy in a sense exactly we don't even know because like i never felt like i um i felt i never felt represented by the word hispanic you know mm-hmm. I, so because i mean it means like you're from a Spanish-speaking country. Like yeah. That's the, the root of it. But then it's like, I felt like that doesn't... But I'm also indigenous, you know? So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. So we, that, I wouldn't call... Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, with my brothers and sisters all being, like, so much older than me. Not all so much older than me, but, like, we really grew up in the... They grew up in the time where, like, 
the the phrase Chicano really took off. And I always felt really comfortable with that definition yeah. and identifying with that. And I, I really felt like that's, I'm fine with Chicano, you know. Yeah. Um, but then, like, as Latinx started coming in more, and, and you just, like, my way of thinking and, like, like my way of, like, like I don't know, maybe, like, my political affiliation just... It, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I think I, I, I'm cool with Latinx, but yeah. Yeah. Um, some people, let me ask you this. How are you about, I, I get frustrated but, and, and I've, and I, I've changed my, my, my opinion over the years with the whole, I tell people, my name is Jesse Rivera, right? And others would be like, no, your name is Jesus Rivera. And I'm like, it's Rivera. And so I'm like, language and dialect evolves. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to diss anybody. Yeah. I'm just was raised in California. Yeah. What? How do you, How do you feel about that that aspect of it? I feel like people like whatever you feel like you is representative of you, then you should go by that. You uh-huh. know? Because I don't know. It's funny or to think like, okay, we're given names, but like. Are we even that? You know what I mean? Like, you know when someone's given a name and they don't seem like that name? Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody named Angel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, like, their mom was always like, oh, yeah, Angelito. I'm like, man, if you knew Angelito. Yeah. Like... But I do think that we should, uh, if that person wants their name pronounced a certain way, then we should try our best to pronounce it. I'm that. definitely down with that. That's why we had the whole conversation before we even started. I'm like, let me make sure I'm not murdering your name. Yeah. Because I think also, like, we're so used to our names being like mispronounced and like not even like I dude, I honest honest to goodness, it was my first day of school and the teacher was like reading the names and she said like Jesus Rivera and she looked at me and she's like, Jesus would be your name in Mexico. This is America, your name's Jesse. And I was like, Okay. Like <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what happened. Like yeah. and I remember like my brothers and sisters being pissed about it. Yeah. But like but I was like, well, I don't really care. Because like, like how you said, it's like, it's a name. And they're like, well, that's your dad's name. And I'm like, well, I don't, what do you want me to do? I'm fucking five. Like, <laughs> you know, and like now I'm just like, I don't know. I'm Jesse Rivera. I don't, I don't try. Um, I, I would rather let my actions speak to wh- who I am than let my name try to. Yeah, because, like, for me, I don't go by, like, my, you know, the way that my parents name Angelina, uh-huh. you know, and my mom only called me Angelina when she was pissed off at me. You know? Right, so right. I, like, I feel like, I guess I identify more with Angie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Definitely. Definitely. Um, hey, you ready for five easy questions? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, this is a part of the podcast that I made to just to, like, so we could always like end on like the the same note, and it's just like something I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun for me, and don't worry about your answers if they're right or if they're wrong. They're they're coming from you, so they're absolutely true. Okay, um, Angie, what are you afraid of? Um, I'm afraid of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like okay, my list. Um, I'm afraid of never breaking generational curses. I'm afraid of spiders, but I'm, I didn't kill a spider the other day, so I feel like I'm working on that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm afraid of the dark. Oh, well, really? I'm, I'm afraid of being in the dark by myself. Uh-huh. If someone else is there, then I feel like I get like bravado, and I'm like, no, it's good. Um, I'm afraid of needing to rely on medication, like 
Yes. A lifelong thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are my biggest fears. Okay. And I guess, like, losing people close to me. Yeah, yeah. I Has wouldn't that... say I'm afraid of dying, but I feel like I'm afraid of losing people close Yeah. To me. Has that happened to you? Yeah, you're, you're relatively young. Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It is, it's a, it's, I'm dealing with that right now. My, well, I'm dealing with that myself right now. Um, and it's just like, it's, it, it really fucks with my psyche, like almost on a daily basis, sometimes like on an hourly basis. I'm just like, it's just, I don't know. It's still so new to me. Um, who or what inspires you? Hmm. I would say that nature inspires me a lot. Um, sunsets. I love a good sunset and a sunrise. Uh-huh. I always try and make time to look at those when I can. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Maria Sabina. Ooh, tell me about Maria Sabina. So Maria Sabina is, uh, was an indigenous woman from Oaxaca. And she was uh, the person that introduced uh, psilocybin, or shrooms, to the world. Really? Yeah, she's the one that showed um, outsiders, because before it was just like a closed practice to them, um, the healing aspects of shrooms uh-huh. and stuff. And it, but it was sad though because um, she was like outcasted by her own. Uh, For sharing. Yeah. Wow. Because you know, like some people, some tourists sometimes don't tend to respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And people were coming and yeah. And now people are microdosing mushrooms to help to help with their anxiety yeah. and stress, and it is like. And it's thanks to her, like we owe it to Maria Sabina. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and then my other. Um, person that inspires me would have to be i think it's mc escher is the name he's the guy who invented tessellation Mm -hmm. which is basically like um like the art where you can you draw one thing and but it's something else no it it, it's multiple patterns okay yeah that's definitely escher yeah and um and the crazy thing about it is that like scientists tried to figure out like how did you make that you know the perfect thing that fits in fours because you just have to do that one thing and you can do multiples of it and it all fits in and um they wanted to know you know like oh like he must be a genius but it actually turns out he like flunked through math like he was horrible at math throughout his like educational career so that like really gives me hope you know because i am like really bad at math but you really have studied art Awesome. Actually, um, I'm like, I failed art history three times, so. <laughs> well, you're teaching me plenty about art. Okay, this next question. Um, and now this this doesn't, like, when when we use the word binge, a lot of times we're talking about, like, Netflix and Hulu and all that. But, like, what are you binging right now? Like, what are you just absolutely soaking up as much as you can? A friend of mine was binging a, a series of books. Uh, I'm sometimes binging a podcast series. Of course, people binge stuff on Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. What are you binging right now? Um, I just finished binging Harry Potter. Really? Yeah, and, a few days ago. And what house are you? Um, Slytherin. Really? Yeah. Did it take you a while to make that decision, or were you right from the jump? So this, these took, are my people. I took a couple like quizzes, and it gave me that. Oh. So I think, I don't know. Yeah. At first, I was like, no, but Slytherin, you know, like, they get a bad association. But then, like, when I read about the traits, I was like, okay, I get Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do I, you, I am like a com- I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like super good at sports or games, but I am a competitive person. If someone's playing a game, I'm like I'm a win. Okay. <laughs> I may have never played it before, but I'm like I'm a win. But you're going to win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel that. I feel that. I just like games. Um, what is something you've been meaning to get to? Hmm. 
Hmm. Oh. Um. I'm like getting a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I'd be putting that off. Cause, uh, um, you know, like uh, health insurance in America is like shit. Uh huh. And um, and just like uh, like having to call and then like, cause I have to like call a list of like who I can, you know, who who can see me, and I called five people and left messages because nobody answered and from like the five people that i called only one of them called back and they were like we can't see you because you're full I, so i was just like fuck this you know? this is i i have heard this exact same story from at least two other people that they called and left messages with like several different uh agencies or or, or, or therapists and that, that nobody got back to them but um is therapy something that that was uh you were seeking out prior to the pandemic or is it something that like the pandemic has brought out? Um, I was seeking prior, prior to the pandemic, I was actually on medication. Mm -hmm. Um, I am diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Okay. So, um, I was on, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Lamb, I always pronounce them wrong, but it's called Lamotrip, Lamo something, Trazine or something, but it was basically like a balancer. It was a balancer for people with bipolar, but it also is given to people with epilepsy. Oh, wow. So it was a trip. Uh-huh. Um, and then my parents um, were like, hey, we're switching insurance, so we're booting you off because you're old enough now. So I was like, fuck. And you're like, thanks. Have, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I'm like really, like I said, a serial procrastinator, you know? Uh-huh. So I was procrastinating a little, and I was like, no, I'll get to it, you know? And then boom, the pandemic hit. Yeah. And like, yeah. Did the pandemic make things worse, like, as far as, like, like... Actually, well, I would say that 20, 2020 was pretty good. It was a pretty good year for me. Uh-huh. I feel like, because, because I didn't, like, work, mm. I was outside more. And I feel like that was so good for my health. Yeah. Like, being outside and just getting sun and just, yeah. You know, with, uh, with 2020 and, like, working, like, transitioning to working from home, like, I I don't see how the heck we commuted to work every day like you know got up took a shower drove to work got your desk ready like it's just like it's i'm i'm so i'm in such a better state of mind than when i was rushing to get to work by you know a certain time and then after work then coming home letting the dog out like i get to sit like I, this is my office mate and this is so great you know um <laughs> But yeah, twenty twenty is as bad as it sucked. There, a lot of good came out of it. Yeah, but I feel like twenty twenty one was a was a harder year for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why do you, why why so? I would say because of like um because of the passing of like friends and okay like, um also because of just like uh family stuff and also I think I think I've also been facing um what's it called. I guess like doing, I guess shadow work or like trying to heal my inner child, and I feel like sometimes it's like, damn, I ain't ready. No, I was gonna say like that is is hard, and sometimes like, I think sometimes you don't even realize all of the things that need healing from, you know, like you think you've touched on it, but like you realize that oh, this is just like the tip of the iceberg, and like, and some of the stuff you're like. Some of the stuff you're ready to, to take on and some of the stuff like it's just like you're like mentally you're not there yet. Yeah. Like you're not ready to cope with that yet. But that's why we have weed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 
exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I tell people. I'm like, weed is my blanket, okay? I am li- li- I am lioness, and weed is the blankie that I carry around with me. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Um, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to, I guess, I guess new experiences, you know? Like, uh-huh. Shit always is happening on Earth, so... Yeah. Yeah. I guess being alive. I'm looking forward to being alive. Oh, I'm looking forward to traveling. Oh, oh yeah. right. Where's the first place you want to go? Hmm. Well, I really want to um, climb the Yosemite, the Half Dome. Okay. So I'm gonna try and get in because you have to you have to enter like a lottery basically. Really? Yeah. You need a permit to climb it. So okay. You have to sign up, and then they like raffle it off. Uh huh. So I'm gonna sign up in March because that's like when they open it up. Okay. And hopefully, um, and then I have some Coachella tickets because I got Coachella tickets for two thousand. I forgot all about Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> I was all, yeah. what is Coachella? And the thing is that I only got Coachella tickets because I really, 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 I've been chasing Frank Ocean. I've been chasing Frank Ocean performances for like four years now, and I just keep he, he's always out of reach. Uh huh. Because I went, I went to Camp Flognog the year that everybody thought he was gonna perform, and he didn't end up performing, and it was Drake. Uh-huh. One of the people that blew Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed off. I just heard like feel no ways, and then I was like, "I'm fainting. Help me out!" Because I like struggled to get to the front. Uh huh. And for it to be Drake, I was drenched in other people's sweat. Oh, uh, like, just did that. <laughs> those festivals are a freaking trip. Who else is gonna be? Well, okay, so when is Coachella gonna be in October 2022? Um, no, so I think it's supposed to be in April. Okay. Oh, Who okay. Knows, you know, because, uh-huh. you know, with the new strain and all. And yeah. Shit, like, yeah. Um, and who's who's scheduled for that? Are you are you only about Frank Ocean for that? Um, no, I'm so excited to see other performances. I was just bummed a little you know, uh-huh. that he wasn't going to be there. But um, I know for sure. I actually haven't seen who's going to be there for sure, for sure. But I know. I, I, can't, I can't remember any of the... It's just it's been so long since I've even paid attention to. Yeah, I'm actually looking for. I'm hoping that Banda MS is gonna be there because oh, Banda gnarly. MS was supposed to be there and Megan Thee Stallion was supposed to be there. So okay, okay. They're still down. I think so. I think so. That sounds like something awesome to look forward to. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for freaking filling my house, little corners of my house, with this beautiful art that you care so much about. And you make and and you put out into the world, and I'm sure uh, I'll be reaching out to you uh, real soon. I hope you have some stuff left over because I need some Christmas presents. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you for supporting my work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm always down to support the local artists. Thanks a lot. <laughs>